0: You're listening to The Radiant Podcast with Kelsey Chapman.
1: I am building a more secure relationship with change because once I continue to build that... Then any time my dreams change. I'm like, oh, we've talked about this. Okay, I understand this is about to happen. Okay, I'm not shook or shocked or whatever because my relationship with change has deepened. I'm more aware that it is actually a beautiful thing and not a negative thing. That's a big part of the reimagining, changing that part of the perspective. Today we have my girl, Stacy
0: Ike, joining us on the show. And man, you're in for a treat. It's gonna feel a little bit like the behind the scenes of our lives, because you're going to hear what we talk about in the voice memos we swap pretty much on a weekly basis. We're really letting you in to what we've walked out together as we've gone back and forth this year. And what that's looked like is stepping outside of the role of playing the good girl, wrestling with becoming who we were made to be versus who everyone told us to be, stuff that I'm pretty sure you can relate to. So I can't wait for you to hear this conversation, but before we get there, let me tell you a little bit about Stacy. She's been the host of numerous TV shows. She's the founder of Fight for Your Fairy Tale. And most recently, she's the creator of the Human to Human podcast, a project that helps one another reflect back to each other the gold within. As you can tell, she's a fantastic communicator and you're gonna hear she has a way with words. So I can't wait for you to meet her. Let's get to it. Hey, Stace. I am so excited to have you on today.
1: Hey, Kills. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I would love for you to start by sharing what you do, what you burn for, and who you are. Mm -hmm. I know the Radiant listeners probably already have an idea. They probably follow along with you. But for our new friends that you'll be making today, I would love for you to just share a little bit about you.
1: I am... Learning to answer this question in a new way is what I actually didn't realize I was going to (laughs) say, but I think sometimes when we answer this question, we answer it based on just like our highlight reel or what we're, what we care about being known for. But what I'm learning more about myself right now is I'm constantly evolving. Um, I'm from Houston, Texas. I'm Stacy Ike for, you know, the the simple introduction. Um, I am a TV host. And I studied broadcast in college and have been doing it ever since. And that career has led me on a beautiful path of of really connecting with people on a a wonderful level as well as, I mean, literally getting to talk for a living because that's what I love to do the most. Um, I feel like that was such a big part of my life and it still is a big part of my life that I thought that that was like the biggest part. But what I'm learning now is the biggest part is the little things, um, the little things about ourselves that make us joyous. I love to cook. I love hanging out with my family. I enjoy long, ridiculously intellectual conversations where friends just go back, go back and forth, you know, when I'm talking about Kelse. And so, um, those are my faves. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm heavy on connecting with people. And so you, you can see that through my social and through staciag.com I'm currently hosting and creating, uh, or have created and hosting a show called human to human. That's really beautiful and kind of a focal point of what I'm working on now, but yeah, the oversight of me is I love to connect.
0: Man, well, you're one of the best connectors I know and fulfill a spot in my heart with the long intellectual conversations that like, yes, it has been no. such a special Perfect. place in my soul this year. Yes. So I would love to start, you know, you kind of mentioned already that you are a TV show host and mm-hmm. you're, you're typically in LA. Right now you're in Houston. I would love to start with what reimagining your dreams look like, because I bet you have a lot to say about that this year.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. It's, It's so crazy because, man, when you realize that your whole job is like outside, the whole being inside thing for an entire year was very, very painful in the beginning because you're like, wow, my whole, like most of my job is outside. It's either on a stage or on a set or, you know, it's, it's all of those things, right? Like it's all in front of a lot of people. It's a lot of, and then even in the connecting part of TV hosting, it's a lot of strangers getting to know each other really fast, right? Because if I'm on a set and we're only doing the project for three days, we're all going to love each other. We're all going to work hard and we're all going to get it done. And the way that we did that is in a level of closeness and vulnerability and just like people, And so for a year like this where you're really reimagining connecting with people in the way I do and hosting in the way I do online or just like in other avenues, it's been an interesting year for sure of reimagining. And um, I would say it definitely, I was already taking a step back, but this took 10 steps back in regards to seeing what and how to connect with people and does it look the same and do your dreams matter the same or feel the same that kind of thing right because the dream is like okay I'm gonna get on this big tv show and then it's gonna do this and I've had a big tv show I used to work for Oprah's network and I had a talk show late night talk show and that was amazing and then I had another talk show on Fox and that was amazing and like I, I love that world but I realized that when it can be taken away in this in, in such an instant you're like okay whoo what's an What's the other part of the dream, you know? And even in my brand, fight for your fairy tale, I started that based on the career that I had, and was like, we can fight for your fairy tale, we can do this. And then you're reimagining what that fairy tale means when something like this happened. And 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 does it mean the big camera and the lights, or does it mean having a conversation with your friend on a Friday on Zoom for a podcast? You know what I mean? Like, is it the same thing, or or at the end of the day, is it all about connecting with people? And so what I'm learning is that it is the second part. And then actualizing that and realizing the worthiness is not just attached to the things that felt bigger, felt bigger versus actually are big. So
0: that is so good. The worthiness is not attached to the things that just felt big. I mean, because you're, Mm -hmm. you're carrying out your dream Mm -hmm. on your own terms really now, probably with more creative ownership than you've ever had, but it is Mm -hmm. easy to look back on those seasons that felt really big and shiny and sparkly. Um, Mm -hmm. and put more stock into that, but that's just not true, but I think we all do it. So I'd love Mm -hmm. to circle back to, it kind of feels like, you know, when the rug is pulled out from under you, at least in my experience and my dreams have had to evolve, not on my terms, you know, maybe similar to Mm -hmm. you, I was thinking about it, considering it, but wasn't really there yet. And then something happened Mm -hmm. and it, it made it time. (laughs) What? Girl, What <laughs> how do you deal with that? And one thing I want to touch on is how do you step into your next dream and not just constantly wait for the other shoe to drop? Like, that's what yeah. has happened for me is like, you know, I always land on my feet. I always evolve, but then I'm in the next iteration of whatever that dream is. And I'm like, what's going to mm-hmm. happen where the rugs pull out again. And I have to change again on the drop of a dime.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a good question. And I don't know if I have the answer. I think I have some experiences, but I I still think I'm learning that every day because it is, man, when your dreams or you think your dreams are being taken away from you and you find a new dream or you figure out that you're allowed to be in love with something else, the scariest thing is somebody taking it away again. And you're like, hey, hey, y'all got to stop this taking away thing. And then you realize you're just talking to life. Because life is going to do whatever it's going to do. And it's a really interesting place to be. But I think it's more about the fact that I am building a more secure relationship with change. Because once I continue to build that, then anytime my dreams change, I'm like, oh, we've talked about this. Okay, I understand this is about to happen. Okay, I'm not shook or shocked or whatever, because my relationship with change has deepened and is is a part of it is just like it's more i'm more aware that it is actually a beautiful thing and not a negative thing even though it's felt negative in the past and really that's a big part of the reimagining changing that part of the perspective so what i was thinking about is being honest with the grieving process because i think that back in the day when when i was in the fast pace and things would change. I'd be like, well, I have all this other stuff, so whatever. I don't have time to grieve about it cuz I have all this other stuff. But in a moment like this where whatever you feel like is leaving you really does feel like it's the only thing, I I believe that the only way that I've been able to be real with myself is to be real with myself and be sad and be mad and be angry and grieve because the part where I just like move on, it doesn't work. Cuz you bring it up 2 years later and you're like, "Why am I upset?" like or whatever. <laughs> Why didn't I get Like I didn't even evolve past that. Like it's, that's, that has been, that has really like taught me some lessons because you have to grieve it. You have to say like, dang, this thing I thought was everything. I got to let it go. And I have to be sad about it. And then I have to mourn it a bit. And then I might have to write it out and then I might have to rip it up. Because now I, I've gone through the five stages of grief. I'm angry. Okay, cool. Now I had, I had anxiety attached to it. Okay. Wow. Now I'm accepting it. All right. Now I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like those things, like they, I believe they have to happen because when we just write, write them off, we don't really get anywhere. And so that's been my process, just truly grieving through it and feeling all the feels until I get to the other side and knowing and being confident, like you always get to the other side, but you can't get there without going through, you just can't. And so that's a big part that I'm learning. And then as well as yeah, not believing in the fact that we're even wearing shoes, like thinking about the shoe dropping means I have to be thinking about wearing shoes. And I cannot be thinking about that. You know what I'm saying? That is a whole other distraction. And I'm like, I don't want to take up space in this dream with negativity you don't even have, I don't even have space for that in this dream, in the new dream. And so what I'm teaching myself is you don't have space to even bring in that language, to even bring in that fear. So don't create space for it. Create space for more and more parts of the dream. That's it.
0: That's good. That's good. And I I think it's very true because you tend to manifest what you focus on. And I know (laughs) manifest can be a scary word for believers, but like you do... you do tend to bring to fruition what you focus on. And all the times that I've let fear dominate my dreams, those fears have tended to kind of happen. But when I've left no margin for Mm -hmm. panic, stress, that all of those negative energy spaces around a dream, when I've left no room around my dream for that. And I've been ruthless around the mindset I've cultivated around my dream and kept it positive. Mm -hmm. It really does make a huge difference. And it's no no sense living with dread anyways, you know, because it might happen. You might as well enjoy it until it does.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For real, that's life. That's life. You're so right. Yes.
0: As this year has gone on, you've clearly reimagined your dreams. You kind of, I mean, I'm sure work just totally shut down in LA there for a Mm. few months, but then human to human came to life. So I'd love to chat about your heart behind human to human. And I'd also just like to pause here and remind our listeners that sometimes out of hard, painful seasons, when our dreams are taken away because of a global pandemic, because of things totally outside of our control, some of our biggest dreams and our most fulfilling creative projects come to life. Cause we got to get scrappy and create something new.
1: Right. Right. I, whew, and sometimes you even forget that you have that skill to be scrappy until you're confronted with it again. And it's really cool to know that that is still a possibility because for a minute there, I forgot, you know, and I was, we're all in our, we were all in our busyness. And so in that you forget to be like crazy, and you know wild and when you see that you can still be crazy and wild it's good you know so so that's kind of how human human came to, came to fruition but i will say i had thought about human human back in september of 2019 and i was like man like i i want to go deeper in my work i want to go deeper in my life i want to go deeper with my relationships and i want to do something that i feel like is going to leave a mark and what i believe is now the healing generation i do feel like we're a part of the healing generation i think we're in a completely different space than our parents were our grandparents were and so I was like I want to do something that that adds some adds some flavor and some love and some grace and some relationship to that but I was also up for a really huge job with an entertainment company and so I was like well I'm gonna get this job and once I figure out the job stuff I'll go back to my personal project sadly in March at the same time of the pandemic announcement I found out I didn't get the job and so I was like really distraught and really taken back and just very surprised and all that kind of stuff. And so I had already shot a few episodes of human to human back in February. Cause I was like, well, let me just start working on it, whatever. And um, you know, once the job didn't come through and the pandemic happened, I was like, I got to go back to something. And it, and for, and it took a minute, like I didn't bring out human to human didn't launch until May because I wasn't trying to just compete or, Or throw anything out or be a part of noise even within my own self like I just wanted to make sure it was in purity that that show came out and so the show for me is really I think it's so important because the title itself human to human is really supposed to be a reflection of each of us to each other and to show us that your problems are not singular to you it's I know it's sad when we find out like girl you're not that special or guy you're not that special but that's (laughs) kind of the real that's kind of the real y'all like we're all beautifully special and insignificant like we really are and I (laughs) know that there's something crazy about that and it sounds a little nuts but that's in that's in the bible somewhere (laughs) in ecclesiastes i think but i'm just (laughs) saying like there's nothing new under the sun and we've all we're all here doing the same thing whether we realize it or not and so when when we do and we have the conversations on human human it's all about deconstructing these things that we're all going through together, maybe at different times, maybe at different stages, but I want everybody to see a reflection of themselves, pick apart something they can really work with within themselves, love within themselves, grow from, and really connect with the human to human. Of course, right now we're in a space where we can't connect the way that we used to, you know, we're not able to hug every five seconds or see each other in public and just run up to each other. It's It's a whole new type of process now. And so for me, this is just I believe filling the gap of that. And I hope it continues to do that and expands. And I'm really grateful for it as a, as a place to bear my heart a little bit. um, And to also hear the hearts of others.
0: One thing I love that you just said about creating something that really is your heartbeat, but you didn't rush into it. You know, you had some episodes recorded, but you didn't just say, Shit, just hit the fan. I'm launching it today. You know, you right. <laughs> gave yourself some time. Um, and sure. I I think that time is, is really necessary for all of us creatives out there. Like we can't, we can try to rush the process, but you can feel that in the creative project. And I think anytime you're grieving, change, the rug being pulled out from under you, things happening that you didn't choose. You know, we all get curveballs. We can have the hardest year and it's not by anything we did ourselves. It's by all of Mm -hmm. the circumstances that happened around us that caused us pain or disruption or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really important coming from an Enneagram seven who likes to run away from pain to sit (laughs) in it for a little bit. Um, right, and I right, think right. some of our best work comes when we give ourselves that time and space before right. we just rush into things. I, I really appreciate that you said that because I think there are probably a lot of listeners in pain this year or yeah. who had the rug pulled out from under them. I mean, I know in my my family, you know, my husband lost his job this year. Like we've had mm-hmm. our own unique brands of change that was Very unexpected. And so I really appreciate that. I think our listeners will also appreciate that as well. You're listening to the Converge Podcast Network. And now a message from a network supporter
1: money. Sometimes it's hard to make it all add up. Thankfully, as part of your Microsoft 365 subscription, Money in Excel makes managing your finances a bit easier. Keep track of all your accounts in one place to help reach your financial goals. See how much you spent online last week. Set up a personalized budget. Get alerts about due payments and save for a rainy day as you stay on top of it all with Money in Excel. Buy now at Microsoft365.com budget.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Denison Ministries. Denison Ministries is a movement creating seven million culture-changing Christians who are committed to carrying out the truths of the gospel to their sphere of influence through a variety of ways, which is why Denison Ministries is excited about sponsoring what God is up to on The Radiant Podcast. One of the cool ways Denison Ministries helps Christians feel closer to God is through their First 15 devotional. First 15 is designed to help you spend the first 15 minutes of your day experiencing God through meaningful devotional, scripture, worship, and prayer. Grow closer to God this year. You can sign up to get the First 15 email devotional sent directly to your inbox at first15.org slash subscribe or start your day off with the First 15 devotional podcast anywhere you listen. Often we launch a dream and we kind of have a lot of vision. Like it's not going to be its fullest iteration right away. So what's your vision for human to human as it grows? Because you've already created something so special. And I think with a lot of depth and value there, I can only imagine what it's going to become.
1: Oh my gosh. Thank you for saying that, Kels. That really means a lot. And you know, like I've been so grateful that we've gotten closer this year, even in a time where we haven't even gotten to see each other, which is beautiful and crazy, you know, because you really have been so supportive of the show. And I really appreciate you asking me that because the vision is so in my head and I'm so ready to like, go, go, go. But I'm also being so careful with, Hey, one step at a time. I'm doing my best. So what I would really love is first to bring on some sponsors and some brands that I think really complement the show and really ignite the message and, and help, Push the message even more. I, I cannot wait for us to be able to be in person again and do live events because I can't wait for human human lives. And I would love to do uh, conversations in public. I, I can't wait for the day that human-to-human has its own game show and its own card game. And I want us to be going to a level that, oh, yeah, girl, I want the questions deep. I want the people deep. I want us really, really going there. I want us to teach each other how to see each other. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the come off the top of my head. I do have a couple other things that I, I would love to do, but those are at the forefront right now.
0: That's really cool. I love the line. I want to teach each other how to see each other. Um, And I think that Uh happens through really meaningful conversation and just kind of pulling out the gold in one another. And I, like you said, I really appreciate that we've gotten to do that this year because I think we both have a lot of friends, but it's not often that you can really just go there. I think you and I have also navigated with our friend Ariel what it looks like to be different than the group for a season Mm -hmm. um, as we Mm -hmm. work out all the nuances of our faith, Um, as we work out what it feels like to straddle not only the faith-based world like I'm not just a faith-based author although if that's someone's role that's amazing but like I, my path is going to look different than the Christian speaker who makes a circuit at churches on weekend. Like I'm in the business space. You're in the entertainment space. Ariel also is in the entertainment space. So it's been really special to work out the nuances of our journeys together when sometimes we don't fit the mold of a lot of our friends in the faith space. Um, that has been really special to me. And so what does it look like for you Without going into all the details, you know, both of us have harder parts of how this has affected us this year. But what does mm-hmm. it look like to look at your journey and be like, oh, this is a little different than like my peers in the faith-based yeah. space of what I do because I operate in another yeah. sector too.
1: It's an interesting question because to be honest, I didn't have a lot of fit friends in this space uh, until last year. <laughs> like, So I remember being really shocked because uh, our mutual friend, Monica is really who introduced me to you guys um, by inviting me to the conference that we all met as well as, or the retreat, as well as uh, her. And we went to Israel together. And that, I mean, I said it while we were in Israel, I was like, I have never had this many young friends that work at or with a church. I'd never, because yeah like i went I went into the entertainment space at a young age i was twenty three and so a lot of my friends are in, in entertainment and the way my relationship was with church was that I was a member and that I loved my church and my, I had actually had friends that were pastors at that church, but I had like three versus like twenty now you know <laughs> and so um and I don't know if that's just l a or maybe just where my career took me and so I was never too boggled down by the how do i say it the operations of matching like what a faith-based persons look like with mine because i knew it was going to be different but i do think the messaging it can be similar and i think that's what i i struggle with sometimes or i struggled with i don't necessarily i i'm trying i'm very aware of what it is now and for me it's just about being as truthful as possible um but i do think that there's moments where you want to be like hey y'all you know, like now I'd be like, man, I feel so in my Libra, but I would never have said my Zodiac sign like seven (laughs) years ago. I'm like, what is that (laughs) even? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? And that's really because I didn't even have the understanding or awareness and I'm still learning. You know, there's so much, what I'm so appreciative appreciative of is there is such an evolving that comes with life, right? And and when you're younger and whatever space you are, you think this is the only space you're going to be in and it has to stay and look the same because you think that's the way to protect yourself and to protect the brand that you're building. And then you find out later that's not true and that everybody evolves and that everybody grows and to stay the same is to stay stagnant. So then you're like, wait, can I be real or can I be real? And then you just start being real and all of a sudden you're a full form person. And that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so I I really do my best to not allow me being a faith-based person, me being a Black woman, me being a Christian woman, me being a a daughter, a sister, a friend, all of these titles and roles to necessarily dictate exactly what the message is every time because it changes, right? And it depends on what role you're coming from. These things, yes, they're a part of who we are, but they're also just a part of who we are.
0: That's really good. And- and like you said, to stay the same is to stay stagnant. And I think for me this year, it's been a big year of stepping into who I truly am. You know, my friends are on my table, you on the phone, people people know who I really am in my day-to-day life, but sometimes the pressure of this public facing persona I can look around at all my ministry friends and think, well, that's how they're showing up. But like, I have a totally different audience actually. Like I serve a lot of people building their businesses. So I'm actually probably not gonna lead with preaching the gospel. Like that's not my brand. That's not really what would serve my, that's not what they're looking for from me. It would, I think the gospel is amazing. It would serve my audience, but I really had to take stock of, I feel like I'm trying to, or I'm being, encouraged to look just like this one lane, but I have a totally different lane to Mm -hmm. operate in. And I need to lean, I need to lean into who I truly am, not who someone thinks I should be. And so it's been a big year of that, of wrestling with that for me. And again, like, I feel like you are so good at reflecting back Mm -hmm. to people who they are, what they're good at what they're called to, what they're made to create. And so I've really appreciated our conversations. One thing that kind of ties into this that I heard you recently chat about on your show is being the good girl. And I'm good at being the good girl. And it has not always served me well. Like we think good girl equals success. Good girl equals acceptance. Good girl equals everything's gonna be great. And that is not always true. So I would love for you to expand on kind of this good girl complex that we have, especially in Christian culture, but really culture at large.
1: Yeah. Well, the other side of the coin of the stuff you mentioned, a part of good girl or the things that we perceive, right, is, um, or are, good girl also means passive in some instances. Good girl also means lack of self-trust and good girl also means small. Right. And so that is really the painful part that I had to confront when it comes to the good girl part, because I think to your point of, um, you know, good girl means accepting and kind and all this stuff like, yeah, I think some of that seems and can be true in some cases. And then you find out that there's the other side, like I just mentioned. And so the wrestling, I definitely think for me, it it stemmed from my my, my upbringing as well as like, and, and that being integrated into the Christian church and the Christian faith. Um, but I think society awards and claps for women who stay quiet. And that is so frustrating because that at a young age, I'm sure a lot of women decided, I'm gonna take that on because I'm watching it be applauded and everybody wants to be applauded and loved and cared for and says that, hey, what you're doing is important and we love it. And so when you see that at whatever age we've all seen it and, and it becomes a, you know, you just start kind of picking it up and picking it up and you start realizing later, where did that come from? And why was that my response? My heart's doing one thing. My body's doing one thing, but my mind and my mouth just said a whole other thing. Like I said, no, you're fine. And in my brain, I'm like, you're not fine. That was really annoying. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? My, my heart says, oh, um, I think I want to talk to them about how that upset me. And then your, your mouth says, oh, don't you worry about it. Like, I understand. And you really don't understand and you want to understand, but you chose to, to give yourself no understanding by saying you understand, you know? Like we've just, we've fallen into these little, little small traps that I believe now are passive. And that's when I think it just kind of blew up as something I realized like this is not, and the thing is I'm a very, you know, not a lot of people would meet me and say like, oh, she, she's not comfortable like being big or she's, she's, she's not gonna say what she thinks. But I think it can be, it's very subtle how it shows up, guys. That's the thing. Like, I have a big personality. Kelsey has a big personality. It doesn't mean that we still have not experienced slash had to figure out the difference between, oh, my God, I got your back and I totally understand you, with, oh, my God, I didn't say anything real and I really need to tell you the truth about how that really bothered me, didn't like that, need to fix this, and would really want. Like, those those are little, little things. We're still talking loud and not saying what we really want to say. And so I'm not saying that that's every situation on everybody, but I have recognized within myself that a big part of conquering the good girl thing was instead of just saying something, saying what I really wanted to say. And that's okay. It's not negative. It's not going to take away from my kindness. I never speak to people out of, um, you know, just ill intention. That's never going to be my intention. So if I'm speaking and it's straightforward and it's direct, it's me just trying to be real. And then a you know, and resolve the situation versus, like, acting. We're not getting paid enough to act like that. So uh, <laughs> we know we're getting paid enough for that. So, you know, that to me was a big part of why I wanted to even bring that conversation to human-human because I recognize it so much in, like, not only my friends, but just in this just generation, you know. And I want the younger generation to also be free of that for the men and the women. Because totally. as women... You know, like as women, when you start putting yourself in a box really early, that affects the box that the guys see you in and put you in, whether you realize it or not. And then they don't even realize it because they're like, but you put yourself there. They're like, and she's like, I don't know how I even got here. It's crazy. It's like a whole thing. So it's like, we all have to work together to make sure that these type of personalities and roles that we've told ourselves were acceptable, get dismantled. Totally.
0: I I love your heart to dismantle that for the younger women and men coming behind us. And I think being good, quote unquote, good, um, the good girl can take so many different shapes. Like your family of origin might have a mold and a role for you to play that's mm-hmm. deemed good. And then church culture might have a role for you to, that's deemed good. So like, for instance, my family of origin What would be good wasn't like as obsessed with church culture because I wasn't really raised in a faith-based household. And so for me, Mm -hmm. it was more like getting straight A's, never Mm -hmm. challenging my dad. So something might be said that's unacceptable, but no challenges still as an adult. That's my role to play. Just listen. Um, which I have also started stepping outside of that good girl role. But then Mm. when I started going to church with my friends at 16, 15, I picked up some very, very clear cut roles for me to play there. And so Mm. for me, the challenge of breaking out of the role of being the good girl I'm still going to be good at the end of the day. God says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I know I'm amazing, but it means showing up as who I really am versus shrinking to become whatever a system or a person is asking me to be if it's inauthentic. And maybe it's authentic for you to be quieter or soft-spoken, but it doesn't mean you bypassing your gut instincts or your intuition or your voice in order to please others. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think, Every single listener here has experienced bypassing who they really are and not honoring that in order to be who they think they should be to please everyone around them. And that's the good girl we're talking about because it can be really damaging and it can have the best of intentions coming from, you know, whatever system it had, but it doesn't mean it's serving you well. And so y'all's conversation was so impactful for me over on human to human about being the good girl. And for those of you listening, y'all can go take a deep dive into that conversation. It had me all of my feelings, but um, it's been a, a huge year of not conforming to everyone else's expectations around me, no matter how well intentioned they are and really just showing up as who I truly am. Now, if I have some character flaws, I have plenty of people in my life who will call me out. So it doesn't mean a pass on just showing up, you know, with no checks and balances, but like there's a difference between trusted voices being a check and balance in your life and people telling you a specific mold of who you should be.
1: Girl, that's such a good, that's, that's good. That's so good.
0: That, I mean, that conversation was so powerful for me. One thing, switching gears that you spoke about on your Instagram that I just love. I love seeing your Instagram uh, TV segments because you just bring it and you make me think. So one thing you mentioned recently, I've been going through a little life epiphany realizing I have some OCD tendencies. This is not a self-diagnosis. This is like working <laughs> through with my therapist. Sure. And you mentioned balance being a form of control and it honestly, or the pursuit, the constant pursuit of balance that we are on, um, as in society, you know, we hear about the pursuit of balance literally everywhere. And you mentioned it being another form of control. And it just got me thinking, because I think about balance all the time and control is a lifelong friend of mine. So I would
1: love for you to expand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That was, I love that, Kels, and you know that that was such a hard realization for me, girl. Because really, I came to terms with that, or I came to that realization in a conversation with another friend, um, a family member, really, about trying to be like okay. Because when I was confronting my pursuit of perfection, I was like, okay, I'll just dump that pursuit. And then I'll go pick up this pursuit of balance because, duh, that makes more sense. And then you're like, wait, (laughs) it's the same thing. (laughs) Like, It's still me trying to control everything and anything and and as much as I can, which really introduces a heightened level of anxiety because you're always trying to control low-key the unknown. And you're trying to control the things that you don't know how they're going to turn out. So by constantly saying like, okay, if I do this, this will happen – not really knowing, like, that really doesn't mean it's going to happen. And I think sometimes we talk about balance. It's like, we're trying to find this, we're like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work like this, and then I'm going to give myself this type of self-care, and like, this is going to mean I'm balanced, right? And then, and then it's still us controlling how much time we give to everything, because that makes us feel like we're doing it right. Versus following the flow of what's really going on. So if I'm in a creative flow and my flow is in six hours and I'm like, man, the, I, oh, I, I haven't balanced in six hours and I only did 20 minutes of self care. Self-care, so I only run over to self care and like th- add 30 more minutes to it because that, like, all of that is still control. And it's weird because even as I say it, I don't have the answer for the next step, right? Because I, even though I recognize that that is a truth for me, and I think it could be a truth for a lot of us, I'm not exactly sure what to say after. Like, I don't have an answer of like, so since we know that, we should do this. Because to me, that's probably another firm version of of control anyway. So it's like, I don't actually have the next step of it. I, I think I'm just recognizing this might not be it as the as the final. It doesn't mean don't pursue a level of, you know, giving things that you love in your life and need in your life time. It's not don't pursue those things. It's realizing that when you pursue those things as absolutes, it becomes, I think it just becomes a lot more dangerous. And I'm, I'm still in the middle of figuring out that statement and, and expanding on it because I do believe, like I believe in the statement and then I'm like, ooh, so what now? Like I'm really sitting in the what now it's hard. It, it can be hard.
0: Well, I'll sit in the what now with you too, because that is so me. I often will implement these balance tactics in my life and then feel mm-hmm. guilty if I don't perfectly achieve the balance tactic. That that. And I just like, <laughs> this is probably missing the point. I have yeah. a hunch that I might be missing it. Um, yeah the the point might be to just relax. <laughs> mm. I'm just not good at it. Man, mm. Stacy, per usual, mm. I could talk to you all day. What do you have coming down the pipes as you have reimagined your own dreams this year?
1: Oh, I love that. Um, the main thing, I mean, what I'm learning is to focus on my highest excitement and right now my highest excitement is human to human. and so that's the main thing I'm working on and pushing. I have a, have one other thing I'm thinking about, but I won't say just yet because I, I don't feel I'm not giving it all my time yet. and so um, human to human right now is the focus point. You guys can check it out on stacyac.com. I've had like 11 episodes and they are each insanely good like next week y'all are really about to be shook so y'all should really just catch up before then but yeah like putting out that show putting out the clips and I'm working on like I said brand deals and and making that into the podcast version as well because I think it's really special and I want us to while we're finally getting back in the car I want us to listen to it you know on our drives and so yeah human to human is my biggest pursuit I still have my brand fight for your fairy tale if you want to support a small business it's incredible apparel and and it really does serve the mission of where we are now, and serve the voice of where we are now in terms of like fighting for the fairy tale that we we've had to reimagine. We have had to do that, and so I still believe that 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 exists. That fairy tale exists, and so yeah, those are two things that I think you guys can check out, and I think you'll enjoy.
0: Stacy, it has been such a joy to have you. You got to come back. Love you so much.
1: This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network. Son, tonight we look after the North Pole while Santa delivers all the holiday goodies. Wooden ponies, dolls, Xfinity. Xfinity? It's only the awesomest internet ever. The whole family can enjoy fast, reliable internet speed and great coverage all at a great value. Plus, advanced security is included at no extra cost with Xfinity XFi and the XFi gateway. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Choose the speed that works for you, up to gig. Go online, call 1-800-Xfinity or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed money sometimes it's hard to make it all add up with a microsoft 365 subscription money in excel helps you keep track of all your accounts in one place with added alerts and personalized budgets buy now at microsoft 365.com slash money